Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day where the life of Jesus meets yours. We've got your daily Bible reading today from Ecclesiastes 10. Ecclesiastes 10. Dead flies make perfumed oil ferment and stink, just as a little stupidity outweighs wisdom and honor. A wise man's heart heads right, but a fool's heart heads left. Even when a fool is walking down the road, he does not know where he is going, and he advertises to everyone that he is a fool. If a ruler's anger rises against you, do not abandon your post, because keeping calm puts serious sins to rest. There is an evil I have seen under the sun. What a mistake rulers make. Stupidity is placed in many high places, but the rich are seated in low positions. I have seen slaves on horses, while princes walk on the ground like slaves. A person who digs a pit might fall into it, and one who breaks through a wall might be bitten by a snake. A person who quarries stones might be hurt by them. Someone who splits logs may be endangered by them. If the axe is dull and no one sharpens its edge, the person chopping must apply more strength, but an advantage of wisdom is that it gives success. If a snake bites before it is charmed, there is no advantage to having a charmer. Words from a wise man's mouth bring favor, but a fool's lips swallow him up. The fool starts out by saying stupid things, but he ends up speaking madness. The fool multiplies words. No one knows what will be in the future, and who can tell him what will come after him. The hard work of fools wears them out so much that they no longer know their way to town. How unfortunate you are, O land, when your king was once a servant, and your officials overeat in the morning. How blessed are you, O land, when your king is a son of nobles, and your officials eat at the right time, to get stronger, not to get drunk. Because of laziness, roof beams sag. Because of idle hands, the house leaks. Food is made for pleasure. Wine makes life happy, but money is the answer for everything. Do not curse the king even in your thoughts, and do not curse a rich person in your bedroom, for a bird in the skies might carry your voice, a bird in flight might reveal the matter. This is the word of our God. This chapter, uh, very similar to the book of Proverbs, a series of proverbial statements that, yes, in the in the tradition of Jewish wisdom literature, are given for you to think about, for you to scratch your head about, and not not something that is easily understood right away, especially in the first read-through. But generally, looking at this chapter, the first um, 11 verses or so, we're going to talk about occupational hazards, I guess you could say, Um, that there are things that dangerous to be avoided in particular, Um, the values of being wise. And he touches on a number of of topics, and that first set of topics is dangerous to be avoided, things to watch out for. And then a little bit later, uh, verses 12 to 15 or so, he talks about um, wise words and foolish words, and then he concludes the chapter talking about government, talking about good government and bad government. And the purpose of Proverbs, um, and especially you know the book of Proverbs and this chapter as well, um, it's especially beneficial for young people, um, and or for anybody really, but um, to give you an overview of of life and for you to sit and consider each of these things, usually one by one, uh, sometimes in a group. We're going to look at these in the group. Um, verses 1 through 11 is kind of our first group where we talk about um, dangers that ought to be avoided. And some of those dangers to be avoided is um, 
you know, verse one, dead flies make perfumed oil ferment and stink, just as little stupidity outweighs wisdom and honor. We're still dealing with this tension between wisdom and folly, or uh, wise decisions and smart decisions and foolish and stupid decisions. And Solomon doesn't pull any punches here. He's he's not afraid about um, about saying things as they are and calling out the the bad that he sees or the foolish things that he sees. And his attempt here to make sense of the nonsense that he observes under the sun, looking especially at verse 5 when he says, there is an evil I have seen under the sun. What a mistake rulers make. He's still talking about life under the sun, and the only way that he makes sense of the nonsense is in those two words that we had all the way um, five chapters ago, fear God believe that there is a Lord and tremble before his presence because he will judge the righteous and the wicked. We can trust the superior wisdom of his providence, the fact he, that he cares for people, the fact that he knows more than we do, and the fact that, uh, that his love for you is um, ever fresh through the personal work of his son, Jesus Christ. And above all that, that his love has moved him to action on your behalf, that he continues to provide for you, continues to care for you, continues to guide the events of this world and restrain the evil of this world for your eternal good. And that is something that can only be seen, only be discerned based on the revealed word of God. We, we cannot discern it based on what we see with our eyes, based on what we perceive with our hearts. And so this chapter, um, Solomon is giving us, giving us, a, you know, a little bit of an overview of some things to watch out for, things to avoid, um, as well as the effects of wise words and foolish words. And then he kind of concludes with um, good government and bad government. I think I've mentioned that before here. And so the the things that he says to watch out for, dangers to be avoided, is it kind of falls under the general <laughs> the general theme of staying calm having direction and um, and keep an eye on what it is that you are supposed to be doing. That, yes, there are some things that are inherently more dangerous. A person who digs a pit might fall into it. A person who quarries stones may be hurt by them. Someone who splits logs may be endangered by them. Um, and so, you know, keeping calm, remaining observant and and paying attention to our specific tasks and duties is kind of the first general thing. And I mean, this is just kind of a general statement of fact, as well as, as well as kind of a distillation or a zooming in on that topic of vocation that he has touched on so many times already. That when we're talking about your specific vocation, if you are at work as a laborer or an employee and your job is to be, you know, digging a pit or quarrying stones, then don't have your mind preoccupied and focused on, well, I wonder what the people in, in my family are doing right now because they are part of a, yes, part of your vocation, but part of a different vocation right now. That right now you're attention is on this dangerous job that you happen to be doing. It's not about the argument that you had or about the diaper that needed to be changed or about where, where the kids are going to go to college or something like that. Solomon says he, he really zooms in and focuses our attention on that vocation in its most pertinent, that our attention is where it belongs, especially when things are dangerous. And then verses 12 and following, he talks about words from the wise and from the foolish. And I mean, the bottom line is that the words of the foolish can undo the words of the wise, no matter how wise the words of the wise are. Um, and that the fool multiplies words. In other words, um, that's probably where we get some of our, our English proverbs about... Um, 
remain remaining silent at the proper time, such as better to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and prove it, um, I think is, is kind of one of the funny ones that has been shared in that regard. Or maybe you think of the, um, the maxim from World War II, the advertising campaign that loose lips sink ships, um, that foolish talk will end up having disastrous results. And then finally, Finally, verses uh, 16 and following, talking about a person's relationship to the government and to the royalty, and that there's a difference in 16 and 17 between officials who are wise and they pay attention to the time of the day, they pay attention to their specific duties. The one who was once a servant and the officials overeat in the morning versus the one who was the king who was a son of nobles and the officials eat at the right time to get stronger and not to get drunk. Um, and what he's, what he's really saying here is that there are exactly, as he said, you know, a number of chapters back that there's a time for everything under the sun and it is not for us to fret about one or the other, not for us to fret, um, when our king is not a good king and not for us to pat ourselves on our back when the king is a good king. But where he kind of goes in verses 18 and 19 is probably a good summation because it's, it's still under that theme of vocation that, um, and that the foolishness of one may undo the wisdom of many. And it's not for the, the citizen, the person living under the king, to, to try to right those wrongs. It's simply for them to accept what is. And so verses 18 and 19, because of laziness, roof beams sag, because of idle hands, the house leaks, and food is made for pleasure. Wine makes life happy, but money is the answer for everything. In other words, uh, pay attention to your own specific duties, because the king isn't responsible for making sure that your house is in good repair and well-maintained, but you are. It's part of your vocation. And, um, and verse 19, food made for, is made for pleasure, one makes life happy, but money is the answer for everything, that, um, that it is good to enjoy the pleasures that God gives under the sun. It is good to fold our hands, to work for a time, to rest for a time, to relax, or to enjoy the good things that God has given to us and given to us to enjoy. Um, but at the same time, we do not go chasing all of those pleasures in an attempt to avoid our responsibility. Rather, we see that the Lord is the one who continues to provide for us in all things, and that includes proper stewardship. And so as we kind of wrap up today, um, I want to thank you for sticking with us. This is a little bit more difficult or a little bit different chapter than perhaps than perhaps we are used to in the past. A special shout out to my youngest co-host today. He's out here with me having a little bit of a snack at the moment. Um, and... And make sure you tune in this coming Saturday. Um, I know I've been talking with Pastor Zarling and Pastor Layton, and and, uh, and I've had a little bit of feedback from some of our own members here in Ohio that that thirsty episode is definitely a definite must listen for everyone. Um, it's always always intriguing, always insightful, and always kind of funny. I know I've learned a few things about the Bible as well as about superheroes. Thanks so much for joining us here at the Raised with Jesus podcast. God bless your day.